Louis Belson's Big Band, Well All Right's the name of that one. And yeah, Well All Right it is. Here on the Big Band Files and all that jazz. And uh, good music right there. Right before that, uh, we heard a little bit of uh, Nancy Wilson, one of her big hits, Time After Time. And Peter Marshall starting us off with uh, a Willie Nelson tune called Night Lie. Jane Oliver has been dazzling audiences with her heartfelt ballad style of singing ever since she burst onto the scene in the late 1970s, drawing comparisons to both Barbara Streisand and Edith Piaf. Her best-selling albums and sold-out concerts throughout the world, along with appearances on The Tonight Show, Merv Griffin, and PBS have earned her the reputation as one of the finest interpreters of song in the world. It is a great pleasure to welcome Jane Oliver to the Sunday show for the next few minutes. Jane, I'm glad we uh, were able to hook up with you. How are you tonight? I'm fine, and thank you for the Oh, no, no. It's just oh. great to uh, talk to you. I've, uh, I've watched you, you on television uh, over the years, and it's good to have you back uh, with a brand new CD. We, we played uh, about three or four songs earlier in the first hour and uh, gave away one to uh, one of our lucky callers, so oh, it's, it's a great CD. Thank you so much. Recorded live at uh, Berkeley in Berkeley Boston, School, right? Berkeley School of Music, yeah, and uh, in Boston, and it's a very fine school with, a, um, with an auditorium of about 1,100. And that was about the third time that I was there. I recorded my um, fifth album for Columbia um, there. That was the first time I was there. And I uh, did a Christmas show there and then did the DVD, which was amazing. Um, at rehearsal, there were four cameras, one in back of me, oh, yeah. uh, one <laughs> on the side, two in front of me. And uh, it was an exercise in staying totally centered. Right. Now, is this uh, going to be broadcast? Uh... Was it from a PBS broadcast? I hope DVD? So. Oh, great. It hasn't been on yet. Okay. Yeah, no, it's wonderful. I've been listening to the CD and uh, the DVDs, the actual live performance, so we're going to give away one of those as well a little bit later on. But uh, And it's uh, a live performance, and uh, now you've been away from uh, performing for a while, but we're happy to have you back. And uh, I know you had some things that went on uh, over the years that, uh, that were difficult, but uh, you've overcome them, and that's great. Yep, I had stage fright. Did you I, have didn't, that, really? I didn't do drugs and alcohol. No. I mean, I was really freaky in that way uh, because um, I, I was one of, a, I think, a very few. But Marvin Hamlish and I were the only ones. <laughs> Did he have it, too, really? And he happens to be extremely funny. People weren't funny in the 70s. That's right. <laughs> they just weren't, but I think he didn't. And he was hysterical. And uh, so I didn't do drugs and alcohol, but I had tremendous stage fright, afraid I would always forget the words. And uh, after 10 years, I, my nerves just couldn't take it. Um, now, was this something that hit you just one night on stage, or was it building up? Or? Oh, it was building up. And you know something, that I thought, one day this is all going to go away. It'll get better, it'll lessen, it, and it'll just go away. It'll evaporate. And, mm. and it got worse and worse. And I believe stage fright is something that you it, you, it doesn't get better. Uh, and there was no medication for it. Um, and no one had stage fright because they were stunned. Right, right. <laughs> what, what did they call that stage fright? <laughs> so I felt very alone and, and, and very freaky that I would be suffering from this when no one else was, so to speak. And uh, there, was no, there were no teleprompters and nothing uh, to, to help. But I um, took the time off and do take medication. And, you know, listen, the mind of God comes through people. Mm-hmm. And... This is a very helpful thing. I know that I'm not the only one, uh, but I'm one of them, and I'm very grateful. You have to learn basically to live with it. You don't totally get rid of it, I suppose. That's right. That's yeah. right. And, and I think it's a very important thing that you tolerate uh, the, the negative and the positive of, of everything. 
you know, just learn to balance, learn to not to just just tolerate and be um, um, what complacent, but to try to learn to uh, not just overcome it, but try to get help for it. Mm. You know, don't hide it because it's going to pop out somewhere. And, when was your first performance back after uh, after trying to get some help? Well, but I just want to say one more thing. Sure. Anybody who was doing who was drinking or doing drugs, to face that, to face any of your demons, and then and then and then go after it and fix it, is so brave. It's so courageous. Cause everybody's got something, and I just you know I just think it's so brave of people to stop doing what they're doing. Most difficult thing is to admit you have the problem first, doesn't it? Yeah, and also it is to walk the walk. Right. You know, go, go and go and fix it. And um, there was also tremendous stigma about fixing your problems, also about taking medication. Mm -hmm. Listen, 30 years ago, if you saw a therapist, you were crazy, right? Yeah, it had a different connotation back then, didn't it? That's right. Yeah. And it's so, uh, you know, there's so many wonderful tools to release, uh, <laughs> release the pain. Right. right. And, and, to, and to just get some help, and it's just, it's just great. When was your first performance back after after seeking that help? Do you remember what Actually, the venue was? Actually, it was in Florida, and I said to myself, I'm I'm going to finish what I started. I'm going to finish the promise I started out with. And I, at that point, I was not taking medication, but I uh, was living in Florida and, and called up someone uh, looking for just a stage to rehearse with. And I, he said, well, what, he said, what are you looking for? I said, well, a piano with a stage. He said, what's your name? <laughs> I said, Jane Oliver. He said, what? <laughs> this was like 1991. I, I said, what, what? And he said, uh, what, what's your name, Dal? He said, are you the singer? Yes, I Oh, please, why don't you come down here and put on a show? So that was the first. It was in May of 91. And, uh, no real problems on stage from the first time out? It's, it's been yeah, a I almost had a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> but no problems. That's no. great. Well, we're, we're happy as, uh, as an audience uh, to, to have you back doing it. And Now, you're in uh, Maryland now, uh, yeah. Baltimore, Maryland now. And uh, where'd you grow up? Where'd you start your Oh, thank you, Doug. You're so kind. But I grew up in Brooklyn. Did you? Oh, okay. I was, oh, born, in, I was born in Brooklyn. Well, there isn't Hamlet's Trust of Heart to go ah. to Brooklyn. Yeah, I was born there. I grew up in Long Island. But, really? Uh, yeah. Where in Long Island? Uh, Floral Park, town near Belmont Racetrack. Oh, yes, yeah, Floral Park, of course. Yeah. Everything, everybody uh, famous was born in Brooklyn. Or has a relative in Brooklyn, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Bobby Darren. He was from the Bronx. That's right, the Bronx, yeah. He and he Regis. He was great. He was great. Yeah, we played him on the show, and uh, what a talent he uh, and, was. And people didn't really know it then. And just like Elvis, too. What phrasing. Oh, what yeah. a great, great singer Elvis was. They put out a CD recently of uh, a Bobby Darren, one of his last performances, and you just watch that. It's his act, basically, his nightclub act. And uh, yeah, what a what a multi-talented performer yes, he was. Yes, and what a guy he was. I mean, he he was very upset at, uh, at the Vietnam War and spoke out about it. And, right. Yeah, he was quite a wonderful man. Too bad. Did you get to work with him at all? No. No. And he died died so young. I think he was only what thirty-seven when he passed away. Something like that. I, yeah. I think he. He had a bad heart from early childhood. He had a rheumatic fever, I, I believe, and ah. as a child, and uh, he really wasn't expected to live past, say, 20 years old. I did so, hear that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, what, uh, what a great jazz singer and singer. Just. Oh, yeah, <laughs> wonderful. Now, you started out, uh, did you start out in uh, churches or anything in Brooklyn, or how did you get started? I mm. started actually in high school uh, when I went to, my parents divorced and my mother and I and her second husband ended up in Manhattan, and I had gone to a private school for a year and a half, and they, folk music was in. I loved it. I mm -hmm. loved it not because it was in, because the first three notes I ever heard of the roving, um, what is it, the, mm -hmm, come over the hill. 
When I heard that, mm. I was hooked. Okay? Right. So we had a folk group in high school, and that's where I started singing, actually, in a folk group. It was the, the Riverside Trio. <laughs> You know, they used to call Hootenannies. Oh, I love them. Judy Collins, John Baez, Carolyn Hester, all of them. Love them. Oh, yeah. Love them. Still do. Down in the village, I guess, New York. With That's the, where we went. Right. They had the wash tub bass. And there were banjos, and there were some great musicians down there. We stood at Washington Square Park in a circle. Oh, really? Yeah, where the fountain was. And everybody had their space, and... Um, we sang, you know, about the green, Greenwood Friday Oak. Right. Did you put out the uh, little suitcase to be able to throw some dollars in and all that? <laughs> and the guitars, which yeah, right. I still love. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I remember seeing you uh, on a lot of the talk shows back then, uh, yeah. Mike Douglas and uh, Merv Griffin, and uh, eventually The Tonight Show. What was that like, uh, being on The Tonight Show the first well, time? Well, what do you think, Doug? must have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, great to be able to, to be invited, you know, to do that, uh, but it was nerve-wracking for me. Um, but I'll tell you, Johnny Carson was a wonderful man, and Mer so was Merv Griffin. Nothing against Mike Douglas. I, I didn't get to t uh, spend time with him, but Merv Griffin was a doll, a uh, lovely man, and he invited me for lunch at the um, Beverly Hills Hotel. Oh, really? I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't even eat. Good singer in his own right. Very good musician. Yes, and a, just a lovely man. Yeah. And... Um, so that, I did Johnny Carson, I think I was on his show four times. Four times, yeah. And Merv Griffin five. And then yeah, uh, a lot of variety television back then when there still were variety shows. Yes, yes. Sadly, there aren't any anymore. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's because of, of the expense. Um, but uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing, you know, my music, and I always put a folk song in. I always put a folk Wonderful song. folk songs on this new CD called A Safe Return. Uh, some of your songs that you made popular in earlier years and some new material and some folk songs. It's really a good cross-section of what you have right. on there. We played uh, Glockamore earlier from Finian's yes, Rainbow. Yes. And the second song um, I heard in a movie, and I thought, God, that's really beautiful. And it's called Elam Dundark Allen. Yes. Actually, no one can interpret it because it's old Scottish and old Celtic, and it's a language that people don't have access to. Because I've asked a lot of people who had connection to the uh, Celtic language, and they said, we, we don't know. We don't know what it's... Hmm. What it's uh, and you have affinity for Broadway music, I take it, because we you also have uh, South Pacific, uh, some Enchanted Evening. Yeah, at there. times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but I like major minor music, Doug, and a lot of Broadway shows don't have enough minor music. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I don't, I, I tend not to love Broadway music per se. Um, maybe I'm looking for a different kind of... Who, 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 who were some of your influences in singing style uh, growing up? Well, when I, I was growing up, Johnny music, Mathis. Really? His very first album. Oh, I loved him. He changed the room. Um, it, you know, his first album. And I loved, I'm dating myself, but I loved Neil Sedaka and I loved... Uh, Gene Pitney and the again <clears throat> the folk singers. I, I didn't like a lot of female singers who were singing pop, uh, except for Connie Francis, who was great. Mm -hmm. You know, emotional. Oh sure. Uh, yeah. And I, I just liked a lot a lot of people who were singing pop. Uh, uh, Leslie Gore. But really, my influences were, were Mathis and and um, you know I did love Piaf, and I didn't know who she was, but her voice went through me. I didn't understand what she was saying, and you didn't have to, but that, that alto voice was oh, yeah. so powerful with, with, with passion. And people forever have been saying, uh, you know, you, you have a style just like Streisand. Well, I didn't want to be another anyone. 
I did not listen to her when I was growing up because I was entrenched in folk mm -hmm. and international music. And I have a theory, Doug, and I'll just tell you this. People who look alike are alike. Yeah. <laughs> okay? While I was not singing, I was watching people. And uh, I, I, it's never failed. When I see somebody who looks like someone I know, they're either walking like them or talking like them or using their hands like them. Right, it's, right. It's fascinating. <laughs> Have you ever seen anyone who looked like you? Once in a while. Are yeah. you fascinated? Yeah, it's interesting. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You get to st you're standing there and you're watching yourself. Yeah, it is kind of uh, kind And didn't of he have a similar, or didn't she have a similar energy? Yeah, yeah, it is. Thank you, yeah, my yeah. man. No, I agree with you. That's a good, good theory. <laughs> <laughs> I have a million of them. Speaking with Jane Oliver, and uh, <laughs> great to have her on. The new CD is called Safe Return, also the DVD by the uh, same name. And uh, you also had a chance to perform at the Academy Awards one year. Oh, that must yes, have been a great thrill really for you. That was a story to have. Uh, something happened to my dress, and I ended up wearing somebody else's. <laughs> uh, and, uh, of course, Mathis was Mr. Gibraltar, Rock of Gibraltar. But the magic was, uh, you, you, you must forget that 90 billion people are watching yeah, you everything you that. do. Yeah. But the stars, Doug, I mean, they're magical people. I met Audrey Hepburn. I saw the, the John Wayne. I... I met Steve McQueen about maybe five months before he died. He had a beard, and he, yes, he was very strange-looking, but these people are <laughs> magnificent. Who was they, hosting they that year? They work so hard. They, they lift us up. And anyone who says, I'm not impressed with stars, I walk away so fast. Oh, yeah. That they, they either have to be lying or kidding themselves or, you know, they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, I love them because they give so much, and I'm starstruck. It is, so you, that's what happened to me. You, you think that I, people in showbiz that meet other showbiz people, they're they're impressed too, I guess. Yes, they are. Yeah, even more so because they know what it takes. Yeah. Who was hosting that? Do you remember? Was it Johnny Carson or Bob Hope? Uh, <laughs> no, I hope that that's yeah. a good question. I have no idea. Yeah, and was it a, a a song from a film? Is that what you sang on it? One of the nominated yes, songs? Yes, it was the same time. It was from the movie Same Time Next Year. Oh, okay, sure. With Alan Alda and uh, Alan Burstyn. Oh. Alan Burstyn. Yes. Yeah. Great movie. Nobody saw yeah. it, but it was a great movie. <laughs> and, and they have it. They show it every so often. And it's a great, great movie. Johnny and I were singing throughout the whole movie uh, with different lyrics. And, and, and the soundtrack. Was a, yes, nominated for a Kennedy Award. Yeah, great. Yeah. Same time next. Uh, last time I felt like this. Okay, sure. Which is on the DVD. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Just so happens. And will you be performing uh, around the country this fall in the winter season? Uh, any plans on a tour? I'll, I'll be in Tucson in December, and I'll be in Chicago for three days in November. I think it's 12, 13, 14, something like that. I just finished playing um, the Broward Performing Arts Center in February. So I will be around, yes. I'll be, I'll be traveling. And hopefully you'll put uh, Sarasota on your list eventually. We have a nice hall down here called the Van Wazel Auditorium, and uh, we'd love to have you down here. A lot of people enjoy your music. Thank you. And you know what? I will send you uh, an invitation if you're able to make it. I don't take hostages. Sure, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you're able to make it. No, definitely. You That's... can always say, no, we're going to a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, uh, we uh, are part of our plan here for this program and, and our station here is to uh, get as many of uh, you folks on the air as we can. Oh, terrific. That come down this way. And, but if uh, I do play in Saratoga, I will absolutely invite yeah. you to. Sarasota. Saratoga's the horse. What did I say? Saratoga. <laughs> That's horse a horse track. <laughs> you can go there, too. 
But be sure to come down here. <laughs> well, Jane Oliver, it's been a pleasure to uh, talk to you, and Thank thanks for you, taking Doug. a few minutes tonight, and we'll definitely do it again. Thank you. I'd okay. love that. Very good. That's Jane Oliver. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Okay.